Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. I appreciate your willingness to hang out with us on this fine Wednesday night. And I'm just kidding, everyone. I can't do that. <laughs> That's the voice that I am practicing for in my play. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a, it might be a rough one. So I apologize if there's any British listeners out there. My goal is not to do an authentic one, but uh, in any case, in other news, um, a shout out to SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, um, where our platform is is promoted, hosted, and then also available for those who just like the YouTube interface. Very grateful. Um, and the listenership, again, it's been up the last couple of weeks. I'm very grateful for that. So uh, with that, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some time tonight, time, time management. Now, some of you might be really good at this. Some of you might be bad. And unfortunately, a lot of that stuff is in, in our own control. And speaking for myself, when I'm ever late or I am running behind, it's usually my own fault. And because I have a lot of backups, I have a lot of contingency plans, you know, things when, when they go wrong, you know, at least I have some sort of backup or something else that prevents me from failing completely. But that's the problem, is that sometimes I just rather sleep more, for example. I would rather spend time doing some things that I would rather, I don't know, want to do in the moment versus things I know I ought to do. And that, that is something that when we think about time, we, we, a lot of times maybe focusing on the future prevents us from focusing on the present, right? And I'd like to take us tonight to the little book of James there in the New Testament, one of the best books because it's very short, simple, hits you pretty hard and fast. And in the fourth chapter, starting at verse 13, it says the following, uh, reading from the NASB. It says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. So this expands upon a lot of the things that we see um, in the Bible. Um, you know, th that's the best part about Scripture is that it interprets Scripture and it keeps the similar themes. So I hear James, what, what the writer here is basically telling people like, you can't even tell me what's going to happen tomorrow. You might have plans, so why do you make these grandiose plans? Now, that does not mean that you don't keep a schedule. It doesn't mean that you plan and say, hey, it'd be nice to do this next summer. No, 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 that, that, that's... That's like you're saying it would be nice, but the, the example this guy is giving is that we are going to go and we're going to do that and at any cost because that's what we are want, wanting to do. We are going to will it into existence, and, and that's re referring to his pride because it's like they're so certain about it, and not all of us might, might, might not verbalize that, right? But there, are, there does come a few moments when we, we need to oh, understand that we don't even under we don't even know we can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow we can only react to and respond to what happens you can be prepared hey this has nothing to do with preparing 
keeping a good schedule, because I think that's a good thing. It's called stewardship. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3 talks about for everything there's a season, right? There, and a time uh, for every matter under heaven, right? Um, later on, Ecclesiastes says, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Um, Proverbs 16, the heart of man plays, plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Um, you know, Jesus even himself, you know, talk about worry. It's like at the end of Matthew chapter 6, you know, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. We focus on the now, here and now. And, and, and that's where with time management, what I like to think of is that it's also about time worry and hopefully less worry in our lives. And that's one of the things that affects me is the worry from time to time. And one of the parts of my life with my struggling with a lot of things that make me anxious, I was always trying to take control of so many things. I was worried about, hey, a, a week from now, I have to do this thing. And I'm going to be very nervous about that thing. So I might as well just be nervous now. Like, when I was in college, I, I used to be a part of this ministry teams called Preaching Ambassadors. And Preaching Ambassadors uh, was a phenomenal program that was funded by alumni. And it gave perspective ministry students the opportunity to go and stay at a Nazarene church family in church for the weekend and preach. Essentially, the Nazarene churches in the districts of Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Indiana, you know, Olivet being that school on the district, the, the churches got to see what the future ministers looked like because uh, church placement a lot had to do within the district if you go to Olivet. Not always the case, but it was a way from way for the churches to see who budgeted a portion of their budget, which goes into help Olivet Nazarene University there in, in Bourbonnet, Illinois, was here is your your future, and that was a, such an amazing opportunity. But that was on the weekends. So the Monday before, you know, you get you get done you get done with the weekend, and then you go to class on Monday morning. I was nervous about leaving that Saturday about what I had to preach because I was, again, in my own arrogance, thinking to myself, I am so important that the message that I have to deliver six, seven days from now, which I can't even tell you what's going to happen in two hours in this next class because I'm not even prepared for that, I was already nervous. So I was living absent from the present. I was having the mentally out-of-body experience because I wasn't even focused at all on my present. I was focused on what was to come. I was distracted. And then this anxiety got to the best of me. And I just had to get to a point where I just had to say, you know what, God, listen, you've never failed. I failed you constantly. Let's try this. Let's have you run things for a while. And let's just see how that goes. Let, let's just try that out. And that was a deal I made with God about five years ago now. And since then, the desire, I talked about desire last week, that God has given to me has, has been astonishing. The desires I didn't even know I wanted, but yet my heart longed for. And Because I've, I've talked about kids, having a heart for kids, uh, establishing new, deeper friendships, feeling like a vocation that actually didn't matter whether or not I wanted to be a pastor I always felt weird to be called that. I always thought I'd be a teacher. And 
that's something that might be in my future. But God was like, no, we're going to put you here now. And it's been so rewarding to be around older people who have so much wisdom. It's given me vitality. Those are all the things I didn't even have on my radar screen as far as desire. And yet I was living 20, 30 years ahead of my schedule saying, well, you know, I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. Isn't it astonishing what happens when God just runs things for a while? It's almost as if, you know, the creator of all things knows how to run your life better than you do. And, and these are the platitudes that a lot of Christians say, but when you actually do it, you put it into action, you treat your, your body as a temple of and the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, every area, every facet of your life is an outflow of that. So that you take care of yourself mentally, his, uh, physically, spiritually surrounding yourself with wiser people, investing in things that are eternal, that are not just temporal. Not that the temporary things of life are bad by no means. Absolutely not. We could find happiness and joy. God doesn't, doesn't mind when that happens. God doesn't mind that we're trying to prepare. But to, to, to live in the future because you are so anxious or so worried or you our lack of discipline where you're letting other people down because of your poor time management, your, your lack of stewardship with your own schedule, or you are so concerned or you're so confident maybe that you're going to do this one thing. You're still putting yourself at the center of your own story. Again, we can only respond and we can prepare for tomorrow. And that's part of it too, is being able to, to prepare yourself for what's to come without living there. Because when you get taken away from the present, you can miss so many opportunities for joy. Not just in your own life, but opportunities to bless and bring joy to others, which the parents out there, when you see your kids, when you're not thinking about that project or how you're going to pay for this, you have to do all these things. You don't have time to spend spend a, a few moments with them. Those are the things that in the moment Those are the eternal blessings. Don't let those pass you by because you're so worried about the future. Jesus himself says, do not worry about tomorrow. Because as the adults in the room, right, we already know how much trouble that tomorrow can bring. We know that. Or what awaits us. You know, for those of you you professional workers out there who would leave the office and they're like, oh, I'll just leave it till tomorrow, I suppose. We know what's waiting, right? But... What are we missing out on in the moment? What can we take heed of in the moment today, right now? What was the old saying from the Dead Poet Society? Carpe diem, seize the day. There's a lot of truth in it. I hope that gets you to think a little bit. Maybe it's our own arrogance with the assuredness that we have, the assurance that we have with our schedule and what we're going to do where does that come from? What happens when that doesn't happen? What happens if that's not God's plan because we just have to have it our way? Hmm. Maybe that's what's stealing our joy. We just got done talking about that during Advent. This last weekend up here is called love, but we just celebrated joy. I think joy is waiting for us right now in the moment. Don't let that go to waste. May God bless you. May God keep you.